0: Good afternoon, and welcome to LLC Chat, the Language Learning Center's new podcast on issues related to world languages from the perspective of students, faculty, and community members. I'm your host, Kelsey, and we come to you from the Department of World Languages and Cultures at Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. today by our guest, Mrs. Susan O'Brien-Knight, who's a middle school French teacher in the Virginia Beach public school system. She studied French at Old Dominion University. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited that you're here. Would you please introduce yourself with a brief background to your career and your interests?
1: Sure. So I'm Susan O'Brien-Knight. I work as a French teacher in Virginia Beach City Public Schools, and I've also just finished qualifications to teach French at the university level. Um, I live in Virginia Beach with my family, I'm originally from here. Uh, I moved away for about 18 years living, working, and studying in various places in the United States and overseas, and now I speak both French and Spanish.
0: So what classes did you study at Old Dominion University, and when did you graduate? Could you tell us more about your study abroad experiences?
1: Sure. So I transferred to ODU as an undergraduate after spending my junior year studying abroad at the University of Nice in France. Um, And I chose ODU because I was able to sort of design my own program, incorporating the coursework I'd taken at my previous university, which was journalism, as well as the French courses that I'd taken in France. So later after graduating from ODU, um, I got a job as an international flight attendant for a major US airline and became language qualified in French, which means that I was the official in-flight translator on flights to and from French speaking countries. At that time, uh, the airline was going to France and Belgium, which were our French speaking countries. So I traveled extensively to other parts of the world as well, but I was mostly selected for um, as, as a flight attendant from a, a large applicant pool, primarily because I was a French speaker. Um, And then they, of course, they interviewed me in French to make sure that I actually did speak French. Um, Eventually I moved to Europe again, where I worked full-time and continued studying both French and Spanish, as well as digital media. And I attended a couple of summer language programs in Spain as well. So I did, studied French and Spanish there. Um, So yeah, my uh, study abroad experience was at the University of Nice in France. I did that for a year. Um, originally I lived in the dorms and that was really neat because I got to meet a lot of people and just experience what university life was like at the university, you know, at, at at a school in France. And then for the second semester, I actually moved into an apartment, which also had a bunch of students in it. So I had a teeny tiny little flat, Uh, it was a studio and it was downtown in Nice and, um, it was just a really, really neat experience because at that time it was prior to uh, the um, EU, and every country had its own. You had to, you know, you had to use your passport to, to to cross borders to the other country. They all had their own monetary unit. It was just, it was very, very unique, and the countries are so close together. Obviously, it's really easy to get from country to country, and. Um, it was just, it was a really neat experience. I'm very, very fortunate to have had that before the EU was organized.
0: Have you been back since the EU? Oh gosh,
1: been- yes. Many, many times because <laughs> I worked as a flight attendant. Yeah. So I oh, did that for a long time. And then now I, um, I've been back a couple of times for work, sort of. Um, I've gone and studied at the Alliance Francaise in Paris. I've studied at a school in Vichy. I was granted a... Uh, I was awarded a grant from the French government, from the French embassy. It was for teachers of French, uh, non-native French speakers that teach French outside of France. And uh, they gave us um, a grant to come for two weeks and study in Vichy. And they basically provided everything for us. They provided um, room and board and transportation and everything. Um, And then also I go pretty much every other year, I take a group of my students um, to France on like student travel. And generally I'll stay um, f- that trip is usually about a week and a half to two weeks. And then I extend my stay. So I usually end up staying for about a month. Um, so like every other year I'll go for like a month.
0: That's fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's I'm I'm very fortunate to have that opportunity. Now I have a younger child, so I'm gonna have to figure out how I can how I can bring her with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you teach her French as well?
1: You know, she, um, she actually learned Spanish in school. So she likes me to teach her some words. For example, we have a dog that's a papillon, and she knows that papillon means butterfly. She does know how to say a few things. She knows how to greet people in French, and she knows how to say goodbye. But um, she learns Spanish in school. She's in, pre- so she's in kindergarten now, and she's in a private kindergarten. So they teach her Spanish. And my son is actually an, a native Spanish speaker. His, his father is um, from Spain, from Valencia. So he speaks Spanish. So it's, she's kind of a little bit more into Spanish than she is.
0: <laughs> That's really cool. My I have a son as well, who's at the kindergarten level and he is completely not interested. He's <laughs> not? No, I don't know why, every time I try to speak French with him he gets a little upset
1: (laughs) oh that's too bad yeah she I'll start to count to her in French and she'll repeat it back to me in Spanish so she's making the connection which is really interesting um but she also will she knows all of her colors she sings songs um you know it's very it's very simple and basic at this age but at least they're you know they're understanding and making those connections in their brain
0: Right. Like you said, she's making that connection between the numbers in Spanish and the numbers in French. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, I how hope when
1: she gets older, she'll take it. She'll take French.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm hoping for my child too. <laughs> um, so, how did the World Languages and Cultures program at ODU best prepare you for your career paths?
1: So, ODU doesn't have a graduate program in French, but I was able to work with the World Languages and Cultures Department to enroll in some of the undergraduate French courses as a graduate student. So a graduate section was added specifically for me. Though I think a couple other graduate students joined me or registered for a couple of those classes as well as a graduate level. Um, So we would just get a little bit of additional work, um, usually just uh, another paper or two. Um, And then obviously at the end of, of my... I actually did a master's program. So at the end of my master's program, obviously I had to, um, you know, to do my final project or or thesis. I think you can choose now. there's two different paths you can take. Um, but I consider myself very fortunate to have had the opportunity that the department worked with me and enabled me to fulfill those requirements that I needed for my degree. Um, so, I was, I was also awarded a grant by the French embassy, for non, like I said, for non-native um, French speakers teaching French outside of France and spent two weeks in Vichy learning methodologies for teaching French as a second language. And all the expenses were paid by the French embassy. It was a phenomenal experience. Um, yeah, and then also, like I said, um, uh, you know I sponsor the student travel in summer um, and take students and usually, uh, it's their first experience abroad. Usually it's a student's first experience abroad. So it's really exciting for me to see the enthusiasm of, of people going to Europe for the first time, because I've been so many times, um, that it's, it's, it's a novelty for me to see it through someone else's eyes.
0: That's awesome. I I wish I had had that kind of experience in, um, middle or high school. Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, my first, my very first experience to going to Europe was when I was in high school, my friend's younger sister was in middle school and her German club was going to um, do the Sound of Music tour in Germany, Switzerland, and Austria. And so my friend and I went with the middle school kids and we just had such a great time. And I, was, I thought at that time, I need to go back. I'm going back. And next time I come back, I'm going to study. And sure enough, I had been back another time, but I went back and I said, um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna study. So I went and I studied. And then when I finished with that, I said, I'm coming back to work. My next, my next thing is gonna work, is I'm gonna come back and work. And so I ended up doing that too. And um, lived there and worked there and continued of course to study there. Yeah. <laughs> now I get to do it with my kids. Now uh, my son actually, this, uh, this past summer we were supposed to go on a student travel trip and my son was going to go with me for the first time. Um, he's never been to France. He's been to Spain, um, obviously because his family lives there, but he has never been to France and I'm a French teacher and I really wanted to take him and we were going to go to England as well. Um, we were doing the France or actually, I think it was the, um, capital countries tour or or capital cities tour. It was going to be London and Paris. And he was born in London and I'm a French teacher. So I wanted to take him to those two countries, but obviously COVID changed those plans. So now we're trying to figure out if we're postponing to 2021 or 2022. But um, yeah, so he's, he's still on the, uh, on the roster to go. (laughs) lots more experiences ahead now with, with my own children as well as my students. I'm really excited to, to continue my journey.
0: That's what I love about language is you continue to learn and you continue to acquire new experiences that really just shape how you're going to teach or how you're going to help others on their own language journey.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, and it really does um, make you realize, you know, that we're all interconnected and how important it is for 21st century learners to be responsible global citizens and to have a better understanding of each other, and also, um, you know, to become culturally competent. That's really important for for kids going out into the workforce now, for young adults getting into the workforce. It's really important.
0: Yeah, absolutely I agree with you. So I just have one final question for you. What advice would you offer to our current ODU students studying world languages and cultures?
1: Um, Study, practice, use your skills, uh, get out there, experience the other cultures. Like I said, become culturally competent, share your knowledge, your views and your experiences. And, um, you know, never stop learning, never stop exploring, just, just, Keep taking it all in, keep absorbing it, keep analyzing it, keep, um, you know, thinking and and keep an open mind and, um, and share.
0: Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so excited to have had you with me today. Um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for sharing your viewpoints and your experiences with us. I think it's gonna be really uh, crucial for, especially students of French to hear what somebody is doing in the field now with their language degree.
1: Wonderful. Glad I can glad I can help uh, promote the language and the study of languages and travel. Hopefully we'll get back to somewhat normal pretty soon. And we yep. can all get out there and, and continue our, our explorations. You're I mean I think once you're a once you're an explorer, you're always an explorer. And it's it's definitely in my heart. It's never going to go away. I'll always and I'll share it with my students. I'll share it with my own kids. Yeah, it doesn't go away <laughs>
0: hello listeners i wanted to give a special thanks to kishibashi For allowing us to play his song Marigolds in our podcast. Check him out on your preferred music listening platform. I also want to thank each of you, our listeners, for tuning into our podcast and for showing an interest in world languages and cultures. Happy listening!